What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is going to be Kingsman The Golden Circle. As far as the Review Point podcast goes, things are pretty simple here. I try to do my best to break down the things that I thought were the positives and the negatives, hereby referred to as the hits and the misses of the movie, and try to give you a general idea of what I uh, liked and what I disliked, and whether or not you should see the movie, should you skip the movie, etc., etc. So, normally, I like to do two reviews. I like to do a Minuteman review where it's spoiler-free, and then I do the review point where it's filled with spoilers. But I think that I'm not going to necessarily do that as much in the future. Maybe what I'm going to do is try to break things up a little bit differently. Maybe I'll do a quick Minuteman review and then do a more written review on the website and not do the review point podcasts. Maybe I'll just do the review points and, you know, kind of uh, mix things up a little bit. But what I'm going to try to do here is I'm going to try to mix them in this actual video. So there hasn't been any spoilers yet. And in a couple seconds or so, I'm going to give you a spoiler-free quick review, and then I'll give you a warning, and then we'll go into the spoilers. So uh, I will, you know, let you know that well in advance, that kind of a thing. So spoiler-free, my thoughts on Kingsman. I love the first Kingsman movie. I think that it is fantastic in so many ways and one of the most entertaining films that I've seen in a long-ass time. This didn't match up. If I were to say that a Kingsman 1 is maybe a 9 out of a 10 as far as like entertainment value goes, I'd rank this at about a 6. It's got some points to it that are fun, and there's some funny moments, and there's some interesting set pieces and stuff, but there's fundamental problems with this movie that really soured me. And I read reviews ahead of time that were saying... Well, I didn't really read the reviews ahead of time. I read the headlines of the reviews because I don't like reading reviews ahead of time because I don't want to know too much about what other people think. But a lot of people, at a quick glance, were saying it feels flat, it's an unnecessary sequel, it just doesn't live up to the hype, etc., etc. And I have to agree. By the end of this movie, I felt like I legitimately wished that they wouldn't have made it to a certain extent. And that's really sad because... I love Star Wars, and when you tell me a new Star Wars movie is coming out, even though that there's problems with The Force Awakens and there's problems with Rogue One, you tell me that The Last Jedi's coming out, as nervous as I am about that, I'm very much just, oh my god, Star Wars is going to be fucking, oh my god, you know. So, you tell me a new Bond movie is going to come out, I'm going to do the same. By this point, there's more worse Terminator films than good ones, because Terminator 2 is the best, Terminator 1 is the second best, and the rest of them are either, at best, they're okay, like Salvation is okay, all the rest of them are garbage. But uh, Kingsman 2, it kind of makes me feel like it would have been better if they just left it at Kingsman. And... There are issues this with this that I think that if they would have fixed them, I wouldn't have felt the same way. And, uh, you know, maybe this gets into a little bit of spoiler stuff too. Uh, you know what? It doesn't really. I'll, I'll tone it down for now. But when you see Kick-Ass and then you see Kick-Ass 2, a lot of people disliked Kick-Ass 2. I personally 
like Kick-Ass 2 quite a bit. I think that it's spiritually the right successor for Kick-Ass, and it follows the trajectory that I would have wanted Kick-Ass to go, and it's just a matter of not enough people appreciated it to make them do a third one to round it out. Kingsman 2, I feel like they took it in the wrong direction, and now a third movie isn't as necessary to me. It's almost like I I want a third movie so they can undo the the mistakes that they made in this one. That's how I'm kind of looking at it as. I don't hate this movie, and it's not like such a disappointment that people felt like Indiana Jones 4, where they're like shitting all over the whole franchise after that and stuff, but this is nothing but a hindrance on the Kingsman name. If Kingsman 1 would have been the only thing, it would have been remembered more fondly than what happens when you tie the both of these together. Basically, I can put it this way. It's Godfather 3. Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 are amazing. And you put those two films back to back, you make them one big epic movie, it is fucking flawless. You put Godfather 3 into it, and then you go, ah, shit. They messed it up. That's what I feel like Kingsman 2 is. So... Spoiler-free review, done. Warning you guys, the rest of this is going to have spoilers. And full-on spoilers. I mean, if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens, then from this point on, come back and check it out later on. But let's talk about the hits and the misses. Uh, I want to talk about some of the positives first because I am going to crap on this movie quite a bit here and there. The Statesman are great. Channing Tatum as Tequila is really short of an appearance, and that's one of my negatives, actually, is that I wanted more of Tequila, but, again, spoilers, we could potentially get more Tequila if we end up getting another movie, because he survives, and he was put on ice, literally, for a good portion of the movie. Now, going forward, maybe if we do have a third film, maybe we get more Tequila. I really liked the Tequila character. It was kind of a step between like a gambit type of role and his role in 21 jump street and just sort of winking at the audience and letting you know that it's like, Hey, I'm Channing Tatum playing this type of a character and stuff like that. And I liked it though. I I really liked tequila whiskey was pretty cool. I didn't really like the idea that he was a bad guy in the end. I thought that that was kind of unnecessarily manufactured fight sequence because I guess it was kind of like, well, we don't want to have Poppy fight. So, I don't know. That was a little bit weak to me, but weak whiskey. Uh, I'm not a drinker, so I can't make too many puns about, like, uh, alcohol stuff. But whiskey in general, I liked his character. I liked the whip. That was uh, the lasso, I should call it, not a whip. That was pretty interesting. Ginger Ale, Halle Berry's character, she could have been a very welcome member of the team had they not decided to keep her in Statesman. Although now it's kind of, they, they merged the two together, so I don't really know. It's all befuddled. And that's another thing I don't like about the movie is that by the end of it, I don't feel like I know where they're going. And it's not in a sense of like, oh man, that's a cliffhanger. Where are they going to go from here? It's just, I don't think that they know what they want to do necessarily. Uh, Champagne, Jeff Bridges, great. Love that he's just the stereotypical like Yosemite Sam type of character, but toned down a little bit. Just, you know, people call me champ and stuff. Statesman, I loved. I thought that, that was a great just satire of American culture, a great way to like do the parallels between, you know, the British side of things is 
these tailors and they're well uh, spoken and then you got these Kentucky boys and they're all, you know, doing the American kind of thing and stuff. I, I thought that that was great. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, Charlie coming back was great. I love that they explained his injuries and that he actually survived because he kind of fried the implant thing. That was great. That was a great touch. And that's the type of a touch that I wish I could have seen in other moments of this movie. Because here's something that I hated, hated about this movie. My biggest uh, flaw in the entire movie. Why do they take characters that could go somewhere and they put them in a different direction from what is the logical step? The logical step of Charlie, based off of the first movie, was to turn into a villain like this. Because he starts off, he's immediately an antagonist. He's that other recruit who's being a dick. And then he sells out the Kingsman. And then he is a part of that elite society that's going to survive Richmond Valentine's apocalypse. And then he survives that. What would you do if you were Charlie? Well, you would go after the Kingsman, right? Makes perfect sense. You take Eggsy, who, Taron Egerton, great, of course, and he is so wholly devoted to the Kingsmen, and he would eventually get to a point where he is their number one guy, and he proves it throughout this movie. He is their number one guy. He is their most trusted agent, and he's the guy that can get shit done. You take a guy like Merlin, he follows suit, exactly what he should be doing in the movie and stuff. What about Roxy? Roxy gets killed, and she doesn't come back. And by this point, they've already brought back Harry. So they've killed off Roxy, and they've killed off Merlin. And it pisses me off, because Merlin's death... It's that the type of thing where it's like, okay, maybe I can justify you got to lose somebody in the movie as like emotional stakes and Merlin makes more sense to kill off than Harry because you just killed off Harry. Maybe I can justify that, but you don't have to kill him. More so, why kill off Roxy? It's like they built up Roxy in this movie, to, uh, the first movie, to be Lancelot and she just goes... Hey, Eggsy, I'm like your best friend, and now I'm dead. Really dumb. I thought that that was just horrible. A terrible choice. And it's for so many different reasons. One, I liked Roxy's character. I wanted to see her do more in this movie, not less in this movie. Two, we're in a state where right now, women empowerment is the it topic. It There's two it topics. All right, three. Three it topics that are going on right now in culture essentially. It's uh, all boiling down to the idea of representation. That's the phrasing that everybody's using. And the three biggest prongs of that are uh, LGBTQ, etc., etc., community. And there's the minority community, hence why we get, you know, the idea of like, well, Black Panther is so important coming up soon because it's going to be a predominantly black film. And we've got women empowerment where we've got Wonder Woman, for instance, where even though we've had female driven superhero movies and female driven action movies and female driven movies, period, 
that was a movie that resonated with a lot of people. And a lot of people are actually making it out to be a better movie than what it actually is just because it's a political thing. But that's another story for another day. In theory, I got messages going off on here. Sorry about that, everybody. In theory, what you should be trying to do when you are paying attention to a movie is you shouldn't make a movie about politics unless it's a political movie, you know, propaganda and such. You shouldn't make a movie based off the idea of, of politics, but you should be paying attention to the way that culture is shifting. And this movie shits all over the idea of the women empowerment side by killing Roxy off. They had a great opportunity here to build on what they had done in the first movie where she as Lancelot got the uh, spot that nobody else got in that movie. Eggsy was potentially going to be Lancelot, not Galahad. Now, the story in the movie was eventually that Eggsy was this rogue, and that's why he was able to kind of fit the bill and everything like that. Understood. Lancelot in the movie, Roxy, I mean, she does something that contributes, but she really doesn't do too much. She just fires that missile, she takes down that satellite, and then they reroute it anyway and stuff. So that's another issue for another day. But they could have built on that in this movie, and they could have made Roxy actually another agent. She could have been his partner in this. Pisses me off. Um, who is this new Arthur? There's no explanation why they have a new Arthur. I kind of was under the impression that Kingsman was essentially those couple of agents in the first movie. But, no. So, this random Arthur pops up just to be another old guy. And then he dies. And so does Roxy. And so does the dog. And so does his friends. Or, well, his one friend, Brandon. Who was not in the first movie. So, that's another thing is... You killed off Eggsy's friend, you killed off his dog, you killed off Arthur, who he really probably wasn't all that too attached to, and you kill off Roxy, and you've killed off too many people now to make any of them really be the stakes that they need to be. You could have gotten away with killing off the dog, and that would have that would have been all you needed to do, and killing off Arthur, because you had to, well, you didn't have to kill off Arthur, it could have been like, we're still searching for a new Arthur and Merlin's in charge. That could have been a way to get around there. So there you go. This is going to be, and I'm going to have to write up a fanboy's fix it for this. So, uh, Merlin is the guy in charge. In the meantime, while they go through a recruitment process of other people and try to figure out who should be the new Arthur and, uh, you know, that kind of a thing. So, you kill off the other Kingsmen. You make it to where Roxy and uh, Eggsy are the only two other than Merlin that survive. And he's lost the dog. And I don't know why they needed to recast the friends and stuff. They couldn't have just brought back the friends from the first time. You could have killed off both of his friends. And uh, the, the princess told you thing. I'll get into that in a minute, too. Roxy could have gone along for the mission. She could have been useful. And then if you needed to kill off Merlin at the end, at least when you killed off Merlin, you still have Roxy. This is just... Uh... I can ramble and ramble and ramble about this, but it boils down to... The treatment of Roxy in this movie pisses me off. Legitimately makes me upset about how they did it. And it's for no reason, too. They killed off Roxy for no reason. Um, I, I also don't like the idea that they killed off Merlin. At least he got to go out in a better way. But I don't like that at all. I don't like that they didn't really necessarily set up the idea that Ginger Ale is going to replace him. Because she seems like she's replacing uh, Whiskey. So they still need a tech person. So that's a little strange. 
Uh, Harry should have been the new Arthur at the end of the movie. I, I think that that should have been a thing. I hated the idea of Princess Tilda throughout this whole movie. She was a Bond girl, essentially. She should have been a Bond girl. Bond girls don't last until the next movie. They get written off at the end of the movie. They, there's a sex scene of some capacity, and then they move on. He had his little end scene, sex scene, and then that was it. I don't like the idea that it's like she's actually like the love of his life and that they get married at the end. I, I hated it. I hated it so much. That was just ridiculous. And you don't have to make it Roxy. That's the love of his life, but it would have been a better choice. It could have been anybody. It could have been that he meets that Clara girl and that she becomes like the Bond girl of this, essentially. That she's the new girl that he ends up fucking at the end or something like that. It could be a parody of how Bond does that with all those movies. I really hated Princess Tilda in this. Uh, the music didn't hit me as much as the first movie. That's another miss for me. Way too much Elton John because one or two jokes were funny. But then it just became like they gave him this extended cameo that went on far too long. That annoyed me. Let's bounce to some positives because I can keep going on and on about these negatives. But the tone of the movie and so many things that are negatives. I don't want to just make this a half an hour long thing where I'm just bitching. Um, the Clara character, I thought that whole bit was funny about the, the condom and that he needed to implant the tracker in there. That was kind of an extended laugh at a Bond film type of thing. Kind of like... Not quite Austin Powers, but getting there. Uh, the action in the movie was good. It was not as good as the first movie, but it was fun. I, especially the opening car chase. That was really neat because we hadn't seen them touch that trope yet. The president, uh, the American president parody of Trump to a certain extent. That was really funny. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie was when he was just kind of like, you dumb bitch. I thought that that was great. Bruce Greenwood's always welcome. He's just an awesome actor and all that. But this basically felt like retreading some familiar ground. And I, I don't want to be the type of person that says, oh, it's just the same as the first movie, because it isn't. And second off, I don't care if a movie is just the same as the first movie. I don't need innovation to make something good. I just need something to be good. So that's why I would argue with Force Awakens. It's annoying that Force Awakens retreads familiar ground from A New Hope, but the problem with it isn't that it retreads the familiar ground, it's that it doesn't do it better. Starkiller Base, for instance, is not as threatening as the Death Star is. So it just doesn't work. This is like, let's retread familiar ground of some jokes, but not make them as funny as they were in the first Kingsman. And that's bothersome. But more so than retreading familiar ground and stuff is the changes that they made to stories like Roxy's story and bringing Harry back was something that I didn't think that they could necessarily do. And I'll, I'll kind of go, all right, yeah, you've got some kind of magic thing that can prevent people from dying and stuff. Sure, okay, fine. I'll let that slide. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I almost didn't need Harry to come back. Like, what was his greater function here? Merlin could have filled that role. So there's bothersome choices in here, and it kind of makes me think that this was like somebody who thought that they could write a better movie. I know that Matthew Vaughn worked on this, and that's what's even more surprising to me somebody who thought that they could write a better version of Kingsman, but really couldn't. And that they, they took the idea of like, well, it was interesting the first time around when uh, Lancelot got killed. So let's kill off Roxy and let's kill off 
Merlin and let's kill off whatever and let's kill this person off and let's kill that person off. It's not a matter of killing people off is interesting and then it makes the stakes of the movie get better. No, killing off the right people at the right time in a movie is what gives stakes. And you don't actually need to even kill people off in a movie to give it stakes either. There's plenty of movies where people don't necessarily die and you still feel like that's a potential threat. It's just poorly executed. This movie boils down to it's a poorly executed sequel. And I haven't seen The Hangover 2 or The Hangover 3, but I got a feeling that this is probably similar to those kind of things where people really liked the first movie. I wasn't really the biggest fan of it, but then people came out afterward and they went, ah, well, that kind of hurts my opinion of the first movie a little bit. This doesn't hurt my opinion of Kingsman 1, but if I have to say see it or skip it, Honestly, I'm leaning towards Skip It. And it's really hard for me to say that because Kingsman is one of my favorite movies at this point. Uh, it's not one of my top three favorite movies of all time, but it's it's in those type of movies where I can rewatch it just at any time. I rewatched it just a, two or three days ago just to prepare myself for this. And I'm still laughing at all the jokes and I'm still loving every minute of it. I don't know if I necessarily even want to watch it. Kingsman the Golden Circle a second time and that's really a shame so what it boils down to basically is there are more misses in this movie and the hits aren't good enough to counteract it Roxy is the biggest miss to me I really think that they botched that whole job and the biggest hit is the Statesman so I do want to see more of the Statesman but this is what they're going to have to do if they do a third film. They're going to have to bring Roxy back. They're going to have to kill off Princess Tilde. They're going to have to keep the Statesman in there. Harry is going to have to become Arthur. Ginger Ale is going to have to fulfill Merlin's spot as the tech person. And they're going to need to figure out ways to up the ante as far as action without just amping up the hectic factor. And kind of round the story out and make it a trilogy and and end it, essentially. But I don't think we're going to get a, a third one. I think that there's going to be a lukewarm response to this that permeates through most people. And it's going to be like Kick-Ass 2. Although Kick-Ass 2 is better. I'll say that. Kick-Ass 2 is better. If you tell me Kingsman and Kingsman 2 versus Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2, at first, I was going Kingsman. Now... By the hindrances of Kingsman 2 versus the upgrading of Kingsman of Kick-Ass 2, I get more entertainment value out of Kick-Ass 1 and 2 together than Kingsman 1 and 2 together. Because Kingsman Golden Circle hurts Kingsman. But out of all those movies, the best movie is probably Kingsman. Then Kick-Ass. They're, they're close to each other. And then Kick-Ass 2 is number 3. But... Kingsman, Golden Circle, man. It's a miss. Yeah, it's a miss. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably write up a fanboy's fix it. It's going to retread. I, I keep saying that word, retread. It's going to kind of repeat some of the same things that I've been talking about here as some options of how I would have rather have had them do Kingsman, the Golden Circle. But I'll be trying to write that up over the next couple of days. Give myself a little bit more time to think about this movie. Or potentially, maybe, I'll wait until the movie comes out where I see it a second time. 
and I can kind of mull around a little bit more and think of some more ideas and stuff. But eventually you will see, whether it's soon or later, a fanboy's fix-it of Kingsman the Golden Circle. And, yeah, I'm just disappointed. I'm just really disappointed. So thanks for listening to this, everybody. Unfortunately, it is a negative review, uh, especially because it's such a... I was looking forward to this movie so fucking much. Um, But if you agree or you disagree with me, leave your comments below. Tell me what you think. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that already and uh, ring that little bell to get off notifications of whatever the next video is going to be, which I'm not too sure exactly what it is. Uh, Potentially, if I don't do anything ahead of time, Thor Ragnarok, I know that I got tickets for that already, so you'll see something about that. But I'm going to try to maybe work on a little bit of stuff here and there. It's hard. I I focus more of my attention on this markout moment, but if you want to see something in particular for fanboys, let me know. I'll try to get some people together for another group meeting, or we'll try to do another fan tracks or something like that, but I'll be trying, guys. I'll be trying. You request it, I will try it. I'll take that into account. Or maybe I'll do a, a fan tracks of Kingsman. I don't know. It would have been better if I would have done it ahead of time, where now I, I can't get salty about things. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Again, thanks for listening. It's time for me to geek out. Adios.